0: a hand. You got out of bed this morning. Give yourself a hand. We've given God a hand today. You've given me a hand today. You've given them a hand today. Give yourselves a hand today. Come on. You guys deserve it. Thank you so much for being here. You got out of bed and we realize that that's a big deal because sometimes people don't get out of bed and uh, that's bad news for them. Um, so thank you so much for being here. Uh, as I said, today is a special day because of the 20 Also a special day because um, we are coming off of what we've called 21 days of prayer. So for the last 21 days, from uh, January 6th through January 26th, we um, had designated aside 21 days to seek after God to really lean in and press in. We prayed, we fasted for 21 days, and, and and we believe that it's gonna set us up for something that. We, we pray and we fast. There's a scripture in the in the book of Matthew chapter 17. I believe it's either 15 or 17. I get the two mixed up. But there's a story about about Jesus and, and his disciples. And this man comes to Jesus and he says to him, "I've got a son that is possessed by this demon." And, and he goes to the disciples first. The disciples um, try to cast the demon out of the boy, but but they can't. And and they they fail. And so um Jesus says you you perverse people you unbelieving and perverse people he calls him unbelieving and he calls him perverse and and then he goes on and he and he casted the, the demon out of the boy and the disciples step back and they go wow how did you do that and he said well this kind only comes out through prayer and fasting and so if you think about The accusation that Jesus made against them, they were perverse and they were unbelieving. They were believing and perverse. And so what that tells us is the way that we get rid of our unbelief is through prayer, by praying. And the way that we get away from being too connected to the world, because that word perverse just simply means that you're too connected to the world, is by fasting. And so for 21 days, we have... We have done our best to connect to God and disconnect from the world, and we believe that as a result, God is going to do great, great things this year, and so we hit the reset button for 21 days when it comes to our walk with God, uh, we, we met Monday through Friday at 6 a.m. at our church office, uh, that's right by my house, and um, we, we, we prayed, and, and we sought out God every Saturday at 9 a.m., so every Saturday at 9 a.m. We'll meet at the church office, even if I can't be there. We will have people meeting there to pray for this service, because we know that prayer changes everything. Amen. And so, um, so next week at 9 a.m., we're going to be doing that prayer um, that prayer time. But um, As we've hit the reset button with our relationship with God, what happens a lot of times We've reset with God, and, and things are great, and we feel good when it comes to our spiritual walk and our spiritual life. But then we have to reconnect with people, right? So, so but, but as we reconnect with people, because we've become connected to God, and we've, we've sought after God, and we've gotten close to Him, a lot of times, especially our friends that maybe not, maybe won't, aren't here this morning, or maybe they're at their other churches, and, and, and they haven't done 21 Days of Prayer, What happens is when we try to reconnect with those people, it's like there's friction and and things are different. And we're different because because we've we've reset when it comes to God. But our relationships are sitting there and they're struggling because of it. And so for for the next five weeks, we are doing a relationship series based on that. So we want to do our best to give you the tools that will help your relationships reset. So, will help your relationships be better, be what God wants them to be. So, um, so for the next five weeks, we're going to be doing a relationship series called Uncommon, and I believe that it's going to change change our lives, change our relationships, and make them so much better because of it. I, I hope and I pray. That's my prayer. Um, but before I get into it this morning, I have just one quick announcement, and that is that uh, last week, last week we. Everybody say wah 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 right? So, um, I hope that you don't mind. I'm going to ask you to participate this morning. I encourage you to talk in church. Um, I encourage you to, to, to talk to me, talk back to me, say amen, say come on, somebody, Just cheer me on, give me a fist pump, do whatever you want. Like just, just, I, I'm, I like to be told. I'm, doing, I'm, I'm a words of affirmation guy. Like I, I like to be affirmed. So you're, you're welcome to affirm me. So uh, good preaching. I like that one. That's a good one. Um, yeah, I don't know what I was saying. So for the announcement is that uh, this morning after our service we have what we call my refuge. We had a we had a canceled last week, and I didn't get to be told I was I looked good or anything like that. Tanya did. Tanya told me I looked good that morning. It was good. But um, we had no service last week, and and I missed you guys. So here's what we realize is that and and I don't say that to say like yay us, you know. I say that to say, Yay God. Like God is able to take a, a, a situation where you're like, Man, this this really stinks and now because of technology we're able to to gather together we had during that God is able to take a, a, a bad situation or a rough situation and turn it turn it into something beautiful and and, and I, I know that because of my own life. Come on, right? Like like He's able to take a messed up kid and, and do some amazing things. And um and so as we as we gather back together, one of the things that we have to do is adjust. And so last week we were in week three of what we call my refuge. My Refuge is um, what we call the way that you make this house your home. Um, hopefully you're here and it feels like home to you this morning. Uh, we, we, we hope that you that you enjoy your time and that you want to be a part of what we do. And so the way you become a part of what we do is by going through uh, what we call My Refuge. It's three weeks. It meets the first uh, Sunday of every month, the second Sunday of every month, and the third Sunday of every month. Well, it's the fourth Sunday of the month. And we haven't finished our last round of My Refuge because we had to cancel last Sunday. So today, if you're a part of My Refuge, um, week three, which is called My Foundation, meets today in the Littles classroom. That meets every Sunday, the first Sunday of every month, um, at 11.45. So, um, yeah, that's the only announcement that I have. Uncommon. 21 days, we've reset our relationship with God, and therefore, it is time for us to to reset our relationship with other people. The theme verse for this series is found in Romans chapter uh, 12. Romans chapter 12, verse 1. The version that I'm going to read is actually um, a paraphrase of the Bible. It's not a translation of the Bible. It's a It's a paraphrase of the Bible where someone took the Bible and and, and he said, um, I want to make the Bible a lot easier to understand. So I'm going to write it in a way that's going to be easier for people to understand. And he paraphrased what the Bible says. And um, and I want to read his paraphrase. It's it's called The Message. And it's in Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. It's the whole theme for our entire series, which, by the way, it's a five-week series. This morning we're talking about uncommon love. Next week, we're going to talk about uncommon. Let me just say, this is not a marriage series. This is a human series. This is a relationship series. Now, I will probably. in this series. So Romans chapter 12 verse 1 says, so here's what I want you to do, God helping you. Take your everyday ordinary life, you're sleeping, you're eating, you're going to work, you're walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing that you can do for him. Don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. That's why we've taken 21 days to disconnect, to fast, so that we can stop just thinking it with, uh, like following culture without thinking about it. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what He wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down and its level of immaturity, God brings the best bring the best out of all of us. I thank you for bringing the best out of me. God, I thank you for bringing the best out of the people that are in these seats. And Lord, if there's anyone here this morning that you are not involved in their life, God, I pray that they would they would just come to you in a real and understanding way this morning. Lord, that they would place their faith and their trust in Jesus. Lord, I pray that this church would be, would be different. Lord, I pray that you would use the 21 days that we've experienced We've gotten closer to you, God. I I thank you so much for what you've shown us. for showing me that your desires are far greater than my desires, that as I trust you, that as I delight myself in you, that you give me the desires of my heart, and I thank you for that. Lord, I pray that you would bless us today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you are following along with us, if you don't have your Bible but you have your cell phone, you can get on the UVersion Bible app, you can go to your app store, just download the UVersion Bible app, you can open that application up, and um, go into the events portion, the, there should be a, a, a screen behind me that tells you how to get there, go into the events portion, and you can follow along with all of today's notes, um, not every single one of them, but most of them, um, the good ones at least, the good things that I'm going to say will be on there. Also, you received a, um, a worship guide on your way in that has a place for you to take notes, write them down. Uh, my pastor tells me this, note takers are history makers. So, um, note takers are history makers. So, so please, take notes um, and fact check anything that I say, all right? Uh, make sure that I'm telling you the truth. Uh, I would hope that 100% of the people in this room right now want what's best for their lives, right? Like, like, like some participation this morning. If you want what's best for your life, could you just do a favor, raise your hand? Yeah, I think think 100% participation. Everyone in this room wants what's best for their life. Well, we just read the Apostle Paul telling the people in Rome, this is how you get what's best for your life. Disconnect from the culture and connect to God because God brings out the best in all of us. God will bring out the best in you. And I believe with all of my heart that God wants to bring the best out of all of us. But what it tells us that we have to do is we have to fix our attention on him. We have to give him our attention. We have to disconnect from the world and connect to him in order for that to happen. But when we do, he brings the best out of all of us. So that's why we spent 21 days doing that. Today we are focusing on uncommon love. that this is not a series on on marriage even though today i'm going to talk about love i'm going to prepare you for february because i know it's the last sunday of january well fellas fellas february's coming february is love month especially at my house february is love month because one of the best things that my my best decision was marrying tanya my second best decision was getting married five days after valentine's day so now I can always remember my my anniversary, number one. Number two, I can ignore Valentine's Day. You know why I ignore Valentine's Day? Because I get away with focusing on love February 1st to February 28th. Come on, somebody, right? Like, But the fact of the matter is, is my love for Tanya is observed 100% every day of my life. So as we get ready to focus on love, get ready to focus. I mean, you can't ignore love in the month of February. Like, you walk into—I into, almost said schnucks. It's a grocery store in the Midwest. You walk into Hannaford, and you see—and you all you see is hearts and flowers and chocolates, and and the color red is everywhere. If you—if you can't think about love in the month. to think about love in the month of February. And so as we prepare for that, I'm I'm, It's important that we get to where love begins. And ladies and gentlemen, this morning I want you to hear that the origin of everything is from God. Because he was there from the very beginning and he is there at the very end. He is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. And everything starts with God, especially so maybe you're here this morning, and maybe you just you struggle with love. Maybe you struggle with with thinking that you're loved. Maybe um, maybe you're here, and and you're you're good with love, but maybe it's not the love the way you think it is. God is the origin of love in First John chapter four, verse seven. It says, "Dear friends, let us continue to love one another, for love comes from God, and anyone who loves is a child of God." and God, and knows God. If you want to know love, you have to know God this morning. That's the way it works. God is the creator of love, not us. It comes from him, and it's extremely important that we start with him. And because God is the originator of love, it's his idea. He knows so much more about it than I do. And let me tell you, I'm a Don't fail when it comes to love. Right, Tanya? Right. Okay, good. I'm a a pretty good giver of love. I'm a a, a pretty romantic guy. I know that might surprise some of you, but I'm a pretty romantic guy. And um, there is no one that's better at giving love than God is. No matter how good at giving love I am, God is so much better at giving love than I am best giver of love there is because he gives at all times he gives it doesn't matter what you've done he loves you and he gives you his love john three sixteen tells us this that god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life ladies and gentlemen god is the best giver of love there is And that's why he is able to be trusted when it comes to love in our lives. He's able to be trusted to go to, to to discover what love is. Because he's the best giver of love that has ever existed. He's the originator of love. It comes from him. He's the teacher of love. If I want to learn about love, I've got to open his word to discover what his love looks like. I have to seek him every day. I have to receive his love in my life so that I can give his love to others. And we're going to talk about that more this morning. The fact of the matter is, is our world has no idea what love really is. Our world confuses love So what happens when we enter relationships with one another? We'll talk about romantic relationships for a moment. When we enter into romantic relationships with one another, I have an idea of what love looks like for me, and the person that I'm entering into a relationship with has an idea of what love looks like for her. And and even in friendships, in friendships, we have an idea, this idea of what what our friendship should look like and what love in those relationships should look like. And someone else has a rela- has an idea of what love looks like to them and what happens is love is broken. In this world, love is broken because we, have all, we all have different ideas of what love is. I don't know how many songs have been written about what love is. All say different things. Even the English language gets love wrong. Because I love Tanya, I love my kids, and I love tacos. I love all three of them, but I love all three of them in so broken and as a result of love being broken in our world it's hard for us to love each other so the question today is what makes love work in a world where love is broken what makes love work in a world where love is broken and the answer ladies and gentlemen whenever there is brokenness the answer is always jesus We have to go back to him for the idea of what love really is. We have to look to God who is the author of love so that we can discover what wholeness looks like when it comes to love. And so I want to give you just five quick characteristics of God's love that help us understand the way love is supposed to be. Number one is God's love is unconditional. Write that down. If you're not taking notes, write that down. God's love is unconditional. God's love is unfailing. God's love never fails. It's not based on my condition. It's based on his love for me, and that's it. God's love is consistent. It never fails. As, as good of a giver of love I am, my love for Tanya fails. Just ask her. She'll tell you. My love, as good as I am at giving it, it still fails i'm human but god's love is unconditional it comes without condition it is free so the second thing we see about god's love is god's love is sacrificial it costs him so much ladies and gentlemen and if you want to be a giver of love it will cost you too anytime you give love it costs us something it has got to be sacrificial Third thing about God's love, it is personable. God's love is personable. God's love is so much more than just an idea. Thank you, Jesus. It's not just this something that I dreamed about. It's, it's personable. It's tangible. It belongs to me. His love belongs to me. His love belongs to you, but you have to receive it. is personable. God's love is acceptable. It is able to be accepted. No one is unlovable. Everyone can come and accept the love of Jesus in their life. It is for all of us. It is acceptable. And as we hit the reset button of love in our life by running to God, because the only way that we can reset what we think that love should look like is by looking at what he says it is. So we have to reset what love looks like in our lives. And some of us have to come to the point to realize that you are lovable. It doesn't matter what you've done. You can receive God's love because it's acceptable for you. There is no one on the planet that God doesn't love. that you reset the love button in your life by looking to him and erasing every idea of love that you've ever had and coming to him and saying, no, this is what love looks like. His love is acceptable. Finally, his love is accessible. Accessible. God's love is not exclusive. It's not a social club. It's not a country club. It's not about how many, not even about what you have done. It is accessible to all of us this morning. and 100% of you can come to his love today. I can come to his love today because his love is not exclusive. It's for all who believe. But what happens is we make it complicated, don't we? We make God's love complicated in our lives because we think that we have to be good enough. Because a love so perfect, a love so perfect, probably should be earned, right? I mean, that's the way we treat each other. We make we make someone else in our life earn our love from us, but that's not how God's love works. You can't earn it. It's not it's not difficult to access. All you have to do is again. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him put your faith in him this morning to receive his love and receive it in your life there's none of you that is that is unlovable but because we've done things that are so bad sometimes because we've done wrong in our lives we think that we have to be good in order to receive the love that God has for us and ladies that couldn't be farther from the truth. God's love for you is not based on what you do for him. His love for you is based on what he's already done for you. His love is not based on what you do for him. It's based on what he's already done for you. And the way we access God's love in our lives is Christ, his only son. John 14, 6 says, Jesus answered that I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. The only way to access God's love in our life is through Jesus. The only way we access God's love in our life is through Jesus. And that was God's plan all along. This is why we have to give our lives to him. Because he has sacrificed everything to give me his love. 1 John chapter 4, verse 9-12, through 12, it says, God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. This is real love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son... As a sacrifice to take away our sins. Dear friends, since God loved us that much, we surely ought to love each other. We surely ought to love each other. The reason we're talking about love this morning when it comes to the context of relationships is because, because God has loved us, we have to love each other. And ladies and gentlemen, I look at the world around us and I see people that don't love each other. It goes on to verse 12 and says, no one has ever seen God, but if we love each other, God lives in us. And his love is brought to full expression in us. Later on in verse 16, it says, we know how much God loves us and that he put our trust in him. God is love and all who live in love live in God and God lives in them. Verse 19 says, we love each other because he first loved us. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you're making the connection that, that loving each other starts with God. And that when we love each other, catch it. When we love each other, we show God how much we love him. It's like the saying that, um, that what's down in the well comes up in the bucket. Have anybody ever heard that? What's down in the well comes up in the bucket. Ladies and gentlemen, Jesus is the well. And If we want to give love, we have to go to the love to the well that is Jesus Christ, so that our bucket can bring up the love that He gives us. Now I understand that this might be a difficult concept for some of you. It, it doesn't seem right, Pastor Adam. How in the like why why do people have to go to Jesus to, in order to give love? How can you say that? Like like I've lived my life pretty darn well. By loving other people without Jesus How can you say That in order to love someone You have to go to Jesus I'm not following you today Pastor Adam Well let me let me prove to you By just giving you a few words A few names Names of people Adolf Hitler Ted Kaczynski He's the Unabomber Timothy McVeigh Trump, Barack Obama. Make sure I cover both parties. You see, there are people that you don't even know that are difficult to love. Maybe because they're murderers. Maybe because they're politicians. But there are people in our lives that we don't even know that are difficult to love. How do we love those? How do we love the people that we have in our lives that we actually know that are difficult to love? The people that have hurt us in the past. The people that have done wrong to us. How do we love those people? When love is broken, when anything is broken, the answer is always Jesus. That is why To give love to everyone. Because when we give love, it has to be perfect. When we give love, if love is love, it's going to be perfect love. Regardless, it's going to be unconditional. It's going to be sacrificial. It's going to be accessible. And so, in order to give the love that God has for us, we have to go to him to get the love for us. So that we can love people like Donald Trump. So we can love people like Barack Obama. So we can love people... That we disagree with. That's the point. I hope you're following and you're not getting lost in the politics. There are people that are difficult to love. So how do we love them? We love them by coming to Jesus. Jesus is how. Jesus is the way we love difficult people. And this is why Jesus tells us, love your enemy. The only way for us to be able to love our enemies is if we love him first. The reason he wants you to love your enemies isn't so that you love your enemies. The reason he wants you to love your enemies is so that you love him. So how do we love our enemies, Pastor Adam? How do we get there? Well, maybe you're stepping towards the wrong person. Maybe you're stepping towards that person and you're going towards them and you're saying, I'm going to show them my love. And I'm going to take my first step towards Him. But really, your first step needs to be towards God. Stop trying to do it on your own. People that have hurt you, stop trying to love them in your own doing. Give your heart to Jesus and let Him show you. Because I'm pretty sure that His Word is. Am supposed to forgive people the way that he has forgiven me. And when I forgive uh, when I receive his forgiveness for the things that I have done, then I see how great forgiveness is supposed to be. And I am able to let go of whatever it is that someone has done against me in the past. But I have to come to the understanding of his forgiveness in my life. I have to come to the understanding of his love in my life. Love because he first loved us Our first step isn't towards them But our first step is towards him We have to discover God's love So that we can deploy God's love Ladies and gentlemen I don't think that I could Accurately preach A message on love Without at least mentioning 1 Corinthians chapter 13 Which is known as the love chapter In the Bible Notice I said the love chapter Not the love chapter 1 Corinthians chapter 13, and again, in the paraphrase known as the message, I love this version. It says, I give everything I own to the poor, if I give everything I own to the poor, and even go to the stake to be burned as a martyr, even if I die for what I believe in Jesus. But I do not love, I've gotten nowhere. What I say, what I believe, and what I do, I am bankrupt without love. It doesn't matter what I say. It doesn't matter what I do. Love never gives up. Love cares more for others than itself. Love doesn't want what it doesn't have. Love doesn't strut. Love doesn't have a swelled head. Love doesn't force itself on others. Love isn't always me first. Doesn't fly off the handle, doesn't keep score of sins of others, doesn't revel when others grovel, takes pleasure in the flowering of truth, puts up with anything, trusts God always, always looks for the best, It never looks back, but keeps moving ahead. Ladies and gentlemen, love always goes forth. Verse 8. love never dies is because Jesus did. And then he came back so that love can never die. He conquered death so that love will never die. Maybe the the way that we're dealing with the list, I, I love the list there. It doesn't strut, Like I love that. It doesn't give up. It doesn't on others. Maybe someone's forced their love on you in the past. How do you love someone like that, Pastor Adam? Maybe you've been trying to deal with a list of wrongs that people have done to you by going towards the list and looking towards the list. Ladies and gentlemen, stop looking at the list. Start looking. start to look at the list that you have done that Jesus has already forgiven you from, then you look at your list and you say, man, if Jesus is able to forgive me for my list, then surely I can forgive them for theirs. Stop looking at the list and start looking at Jesus Christ. Love never dies. conclude today's message with just five practical things for you to do for someone to show them your love today. Number one, say it. Number one, say it. Say you love somebody. Tell them you love them. Tell your kids you love them. Tell your husband, your wife, you love them. Say it. It's amazing how constructive a relationship can be when those words are present. It's amazing how deconstructive a relationship can be when those words are absent. Just say, I love you. Tell somebody today you love them. Do whatever it takes to say those words. Call someone on the phone. Text the emoji heart. Grow it up a little bit. Love you, man. Hey, what's up? Hey, John, I love you, man. Give him the head nod. Just say, I love you. Say it. Number two, write it. Write it down. Leave a note. Write it. Get a card. My wife and I aren't card people. Not card people at all. Now, the the, the downside of that is we don't give cards to other people either. So uh, if you've never received a card from me, now you know why with Tanya, all it takes is a note, a post-it note, a note on the mirror in the morning that says I love you just to say it. Write it down. Write it down in a journal so that your kids when you pass away will be able to look back and see the words. But if you only write it down and you never say it, you failed. Say it Now, Tanya is a a gifts person. I'm, I'm a words of affirmation person. Tanya is a gifts person. She likes to receive some love. Lady, fellas, your lady likes to receive some love. Give it to her. Don't give it to her the way you want to. Give it to her the way she wants to. Give. giving a gift does. Giving a gift tells someone that you're thinking about them when you go shopping for them. It tells them that, that you're, you're thinking about them and you're planning to do something for them. As I was studying this and I, and I was thinking about giving gifts of, of love, I, God just really spoke to my heart. And this is what I discovered. When you give a gift, give a gift, you heal a relationship. There is no other way to heal a relationship like giving a gift. If you have someone in your life that you have a broken relationship with that you really want to see uh, uh, like healing in, give them something. Give them a gift. And here's why God wrecked me with it. For God so loved them. that God gave was to heal a broken relationship with him. And because of that in our own practical everyday life, nothing can heal a relationship quite like giving a gift. Because God had a broken relationship with man. He gave his only begotten son so that he Or forgive it. Forgive it. You are never more like Jesus than when you forgive. It's hard. Of course, it's hard. It's hard to forgive. It's hard to forgive when people hurt us. I know it's hard to, to forgive when people hurt us because I've been hurt. People hurt each other, people are crazy because people are crazy, it's hard to forgive sometimes. But I want you to know this morning that you're never more like Jesus than when you forgive. The last one, live God's love. Live love. Live it. Live out love in your life. God, help me to live the people in love the people in my life that are in front of me right now, not just right now, not just you, but everyone that's in front of me. One of the cultural values at the Refuge Church is that we want to be in our city and for our city and fiercely love people we've never even met. We want to love people we don't know. But the only way we can do it is if we start with the love of God in our lives, ladies and gentlemen. The reason we a church that is in our city and for our city and fiercely loves people we've never met is because we want our church to fiercely love God first. The only way that we will love others is if we love him. Can I just say that the best way for you to live out love for other people in our church is in the context of what we call small groups. Them small groups. Um, some churches call them life groups. Some churches call them connect groups. Whatever, you're, wh- whatever they're, they're called, getting together and, and, and having small groups. So in the context of our church, small groups begins February 10th. That's one of the reasons why we want to get you into a small group. So that you can live out love for each other. So you can connect with each other. So you can be there for each other. So that you can love each other. That's, why, that's one of the many reasons why we do small groups. Because the facts of the matter is, ladies and gentlemen, we are running out of time to love each other. William Shakespeare said it's better to be three hours too soon than to be a minute too late. Love each other now. And maybe if William Shakespeare isn't your speed, and Dr. Seuss is, he said this. Sometimes you will never know the value of a moment until it becomes a memory. Sometimes you'll never know the value of a moment until it becomes a memory. Ladies and gentlemen, don't wait till someone becomes a memory to love them. Love them now. Love them now. Would you do me a favor? Would you stand to your feet, every head bowed, every eye closed? This is the most important time of the entire service. Because this is the time of the service where it all comes to us. If if we don't have this moment, then we've wasted about an hour of your time. We have to get to the moment. Where we reflect on the words that have been spoken. It's the most important time. If you miss this, why'd you come? I mean that's that's my my heart like, that's, that's honest. I hope and I pray that the words that I've spoken today have have changed you. Because they're not my words, they're God's words. question for you today is, have you received the love of God in your life? That's it. Have you received the love of God in your life because He has given you everything that He had? He has given you a gift to heal the broken relationship between you and God. No one's looking around. Everyone's got their eyes closed. I want to ask you the question. Is there anyone in this room that would say, Pastor Adam, I want to receive God's love today. Just raise your hand. I see that hand in the back. Anybody else? Come on. How many of you say, Pastor Adam, I want to receive God's love today. I see that hand. Anybody else? I realized today that raise your hand or if you're sitting there and you're just thinking about raising your hand and you didn't. I'm going to invite you to say this prayer with me to invite God's love into your life. Say, God, I know that I've done wrong. And because I've done wrong, I know that my relationship with God was broken. But I come before you today And I received the gift that you gave me, that was your son, Jesus, that died for me so that I could be restored in my relationship with you. Come into my life today and save me. Make me new, God. In Jesus' name I pray bowed eyes closed maybe you're here this morning and you have someone in your life that has hurt you someone in your life that you have to that you that you need to love someone that's been difficult to love in the past I want to say a prayer for you and then at the end of my prayer we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna praise God for what he has done today and then we're gonna sing a song and we'll be dismissed father I thank you so much for the God, I thank you that your love is perfect. I thank you that your love is unconditional. And God, we come before you and we realize that we have to run to you today so that you can help us live out the love that you've given us. Father, I pray for the people that are in this room today that that need help with loving someone that has hurt them. Lord, I pray that that you would help them, God, to to give them love unconditional, to remember the the forgiveness that you give them, so they would come back to that so that they can share it with other people, God. I thank you for your love for me. I want to celebrate that today, God. Lord, if there's anyone here that needs prayer, I pray that they would remember that we have... Our prayer team at the at the steps that they can that they can dig deeper into prayer with you, Father. I thank you for for the way that you have have healed me, that you have made me whole, and you have brought real perfect love into my life. It's in Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Would you celebrate God's love for you today? Come on, give Him a hand. Give Him a hand. Let's go.